You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. A leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, your host, founder of Vocal Impact Productions and author of Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice. Ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up another year. It is amazing. The year is coming to a close end of December. Everybody's winding down, getting ready for some holidays, perhaps a little R&R, well-deserved, I'm sure. But whether your year was frenetic to the very last moment or starting to wind down, I think it's really important to end on a high note, to end with a win. Let's make sure that we wrap up with something where we can say, hey, I achieved this. I completed that. I managed to tick something off of the bucket list or at least challenge myself and know that I ended on a high note. And for that matter, we can continue for another week or so. We want to make sure that we're kicking off the new year with a bang. Start with a quick win because that way you know that you're already off on the right foot and we've set the trajectory for success for the new year to come. So this is my opportunity now, and I love doing this every year, to look back on all of the episodes, all the different interviews and guests we've had over the year, and sort through the 24-hour influence challenges that each guest has levied. And in doing so, once again, I've identified three common themes that the various challenges have fallen under. So today, I want to share with you, we're going to do a little look back on nine different influence challenges falling under those three themes. So three themes with three challenges apiece. And my challenge to you today is to pick at least one, if not two or all nine of them, and challenge yourself to do at least one of them before the end of the year, or if even one a day, perhaps, in the last nine days of the year. And then pick a couple others to do to kick off the year at the beginning of January. So that way, you've got this trajectory of momentum built, positive energy, positive changes, positive challenges, all to make sure that you are set for success. Remember that each challenge levied is a mini challenge unto itself that with the goal of something that's one single step that you can complete within 24 hours to have more influence. So without further ado, let's launch. The first theme is, simply put, the importance of increasing your conscious awareness. What are you paying attention to? And with that, looking not just at the way that you interact with other people, the way that you interact with even yourself, your own thoughts, your own mindfulness. So we're going to begin with a challenge levied by Virgil Shepherd from episode 115, who's the president of Hope Partnership for Education. Here's Virgil. I would like to challenge our listeners to reach back to one person that has influenced you professionally, personally, and just tell them thank you. I believe that along the way, when you do this work and leadership work, as many of you that are watching are in leadership positions, oftentimes we don't get thank yous and things of that nature. So I'm going to challenge everyone in the next 24 hours, whether it's a text message, a call, 
email, just reach back out and say thank you. That's right, everybody. Your first challenge to wrap up the year and to kick off the new one is to start with an attitude of gratitude and share that with somebody else. Now, moving ahead, another part of the concept of increasing your conscious awareness, another opportunity was levied to us in episode 110 by Tracy Ashdale. She is the executive director of an incredible nonprofit called Girls on the Run. And her goal in being present is to ask yourself a question at the beginning of the day. And actually, she gave us a two for one. So listen in here for two challenges that came in with it in helping yourself have more success every day, as a matter of fact. Here's Tracy. The first one is, and I did this, started this with my coaches many, many years ago. At the end of their lesson, I asked them to just take a couple minutes and think about what their intention is for the next session. So for me, it's every day. What is my intention today? And then at the end of the day, I could say to myself, did I meet my intention? And if I did, great. How did I get there? What did I have to put in place to make that happen? And if I didn't, what got in the way? And, you know, do I want to recommit to that intention or am I moving on? And so that is very grounding for me. And simultaneously, I intentionally set a breathe alert in my phone three times a day. And literally it's at nine, noon and six. And it just says breathe in my calendar and it goes off with a reminder. And it just, even if it's for 30 seconds, just to do some, you know, nostril breathing and just to be, because we're moving, I'm moving at a pace that sometimes is beyond what what I should be doing. Everybody catch that? Setting your intentions for the day. Now, sometimes it might be a little bit harder to come up with that intention and figure out, gee, what should I focus on today? Well, fortunately, you're in luck because Sheriff Errol Toulon in episode 101 has a suggestion for you. So this is the challenge. For 24 hours, I would not want any of your listeners to think negatively about themselves or anyone that they may encounter during that 24-hour period. So if you're in a supermarket and you see someone doing something you don't like or you disagree with, unless it's criminal, don't think negative of them because you do not know what's going on in their life. Healthcare issues, financial issues, relationship issues, and also about yourself. If you're feeling like you can't accomplish things, you're not doing as well as your sister or your friend or your high school buddy, you know, think about positive things and how you can get to where you want to be is what I'm hoping your listeners would do. That's right. In case you thought you might have heard wrong, let me reiterate, don't allow yourself to have negative thoughts for a whole day. Now, all right, let's let's qualify that a little bit because negative thoughts creep in, right? The little gremlins in our brains, they criticize, they complain, they judge ourselves or others. But what we're going to do is not indulge them. That's the challenge. For 24 hours, don't indulge them. Don't let them come out of your mouth. Don't respond with that snarky little comeback. Don't allow yourself to keep having those negative thoughts about yourself. Hear them, acknowledge that they are there, and then summarily dismiss them and choose to change the topic in your mind or out your mouth. Either way, don't dwell on those negative topics. Okay, this brings us to the second theme. And that theme is the idea of being a better leader through deepening your personal connection with or your understanding of the people around you. Our first person to levy a challenge that helps us to do exactly that is from episode 92, Liz Dow. 
the CEO of Leadership Philadelphia. Here's Liz. I'm going to share with you my favorite question to ask someone and to get my classes to ask someone, which is, what is the kindest thing anyone's ever done for you? When you ask that question, you get such a beautiful story in response. It doesn't matter who you talk to. It could be someone in your family or at work or in the community or even I've done it with strangers a couple of times. It allows them to have a memory that's very positive. Often people will cry when they do it. So I'm all about, you know, I'm a connector and I'm all about helping people to find that point of connection and asking that question, you'll find a connection in the answer. That's an important question that she suggested that we ask. What's the kindest thing anyone has ever done for you? I've done this and I can't reiterate enough or emphasize enough her comment with regard to the emotion that you may be surprised to evoke in the other person. And I'm not saying that they're going to fall apart at the seams, but it's such a heartfelt question. It's so simple and yet so powerful because the beauty of the memory of that reception, that's a kindness that someone did for you that touched your heart. I can't wait to hear what kinds of responses you get from asking someone else this question. Now, shifting gears a little bit, but staying within the idea of learning more about and understanding more deeply the people with whom you work, we're going to head into academia a little bit, and we're going to have a conversation with Shannon Hader, Dean Hader, Dr. Hader, who is the Dean of the School of International Service at American University in Washington, D.C. In episode 125, she has an interesting question to ask someone else. It's a little bit less personal on the kindness front, but far more impactful in understanding what you need to know, frankly, about their work. Here's Dean Hader. Yeah, you know, I would like to challenge your listeners to ask three people you work with, ideally a range of folks, you know, it might be people who are your peers or who are your bosses or who work on teams with you, but three different people, ask them, what is the one thing that they do in their role that is super important, but likely mostly invisible to other people, including you? You probably don't know about it. And I want to give that challenge because I'm, I'm really big on both recognizing unsung heroes and also recognizing that sometimes the most important work we do is not sexy and other people don't know actually see it. And so, yeah, I think that'd be a good 24 hour challenge. Now, I think that question is so important, asking people what's the number one thing that they do in their role that's super important, but not necessarily visible especially to you, because I think one of the greatest frustrations that so many people have, if not everybody, frankly, is the feeling of being underappreciated because people don't understand the importance of what you do, how hard you work, the amount of effort something takes. So to be able to have them verbalize it to you and make it totally explicit, it tells them in many ways what they'd like to be appreciated for. And it gives you an opportunity to answer that earlier question about who can you thank for something? Because how many of us feel like there's some task in our role, if not our entire role, that is really thankless, that there's so much of our work that is really thankless work. We do it, but it's underappreciated. Oprah Winfrey is known for saying that what's most important that she conveys to all of her guests is the feeling that I see you, I hear you, and what you say matters. 
and asking that question to your people, what is something you do that's important, but not visible to most people, boy, does that help them feel seen, heard, and understood. And with that, a slight twist on the topic for the final example, our final challenge for theme number two about being a better leader through deepening your personal connections with the people around you. Maud LaRue in episode 102, Maud's the CEO of A Total Approach. She has you listen for something different. Here's Maud. Well, I want to challenge if you were a parent out there or you're a professional and a business owner like myself, I want to challenge you on something that's going to be a critical leadership skill, okay? The one skill that I can say to you has stood me so well. I want you for this next week or so to enter a conversation with somebody you really know well and try and find out something about them without asking them for something new to tell you. I want you to see if you can get the inference from how the conversation develops. Because sometimes it's not what people say, it's what they don't say. Mm. And that's the piece to connect with. That is the underlying piece that does the right brain to right brain thing. So that's a skill that is so tremendously important when I'm listening to families, when I'm listening to professionals that I'm mentoring. I'm always listening for what is it that they are not wording. Not because you want to find out a secret, but because you want to find out what they don't even know to word. Yes. Right? That's my challenge to you. Now, Maud's challenge is particularly, well, challenging, frankly, because it requires you to use a deeper level of listening. And it's not just hearing what people are saying, it's hearing what they're not saying. What are they implying through their voice? Where is their hesitation? Where is their body language kind of, you know, doing that back and forth hemming and hawing, or where are they otherwise seeming sheepish or uncomfortable or what are they telling you without saying it? Listen for that. And where necessary, follow up and invite them to share what maybe they want to say, but aren't sure how. Work with them on it. That helps to open them up once again and let them know, I see you, I hear you, and what you say matters. Finally, this brings us to our third theme of the year, and it is the Simply put, category of personal and professional development. What does that look like? Well, mind you, what's often simple is not necessarily easy. So we're going to give you some tips about how to execute these next three. The first example comes from Kathy Govier from episode 107. Kathy's the chief marketing officer of Jeppy Family Enterprises. And here's the first concrete, or perhaps I should say black and white, Example of what you can do to help promote your career. Here's Kathy. Okay, so this is something that was recommended to me by somebody. And I think as we present ourselves professionally, publicly in the business world, this is something that I think everybody can and should do. And that is get some recommendations on LinkedIn. Mm. So I know I fell into this trap as I had some recommendations on LinkedIn, but they were from ages ago, like when. I first started on LinkedIn. So my challenge to listeners is to reach out to your close connections on LinkedIn, people you've worked with, people you've worked for, and ask for some strong recommendations. Do not be shy with your descriptors. You want a strong, you want glowing recommendation. And this is really going to help you 
elevate yourself. When people are looking at your LinkedIn, whether you're looking for a job or not, you know, you've got recruiters, you've got hiring managers, you've got maybe board chairs, depending on what your aspirations are, looking at your LinkedIn and reading those recommendations. So it helps increase your influence in the cohort of people that they're looking at and stand out from a crowd if you've got some recent kind of glowing recommendations. And you get the chance to review them before you post them. So don't worry. You can even ask for edits if you want to, if you're comfortable. So that's my challenge. Reach out. You know, Think of it as a, a party. If you invite 10 people to a party, you might only get five to show up. So you know, don't expect everybody to jump at the chance to do it. So ask more people than you would need and work on getting one or two. Now, did that just inspire a little fear in your heart, perhaps? The idea of not only having to ask for something, which is a challenge that makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable, but to ask for someone to write a recommendation for you. In other words, to write something nice about you, to write a compliment perhaps about you, to give you praise, which is something many people are not terribly comfortable with receiving in the first place, but to ask for it almost for a lot of people. I know, I know who you are. You're going, oh, but that sounds arrogant. That feels like I'm compliment fishing or that I'm, uh, it's, it's just not humble. It feels too. Okay. So understand that there are a lot of ways to go about doing this. And the simple fact is if you're asking people to do it for you, you're asking the people who you know you already have a good relationship with. And there are ways, frankly, to make their lives a lot easier, to make this a simpler ask. Number one is that in asking for the recommendation, an easy thing that you can do is to ask them to not talk about you in the recommendation. I realize that is very strange, but suggest to them that they talk about themselves instead of you. So they're going to talk about the value that they got, how you helped them, how they benefited from working with you instead of giving you lots of praise, because it'll be obvious if they get to say something like, well, you know, when I worked with Laura, it really helped me with my confidence. It helped me with my public speaking skills. I got this out of it. I got that out of it. So it was terrific. Almost never saying your name in the process. The second option, and this may feel a little weird also, but it'll get you a lot more yeses. It is to offer to write them a draft. Now, I know that just made there be a little scratch in the record for some people, but you could say to them, because a lot of them aren't really sure what to say in it. So you could write it and say, if it helps, I can give you a draft. And then you can just personalize it or edit it, which should take you a lot less time to do. So that way, it's lessening the burden of time and effort on their front. So if I'm asking you, I might say to you, hey, Jack, if you wouldn't mind, could I ask you to write me a LinkedIn recommendation? And if you want, I can shoot you a draft. Or even if I'm writing my request to Jack in a LinkedIn message, I could say, Jack, would you mind shooting a recommendation for me for my profile? It could be something as simple as, quote, and then two or three sentences, end quote, feel free to use it as is, to edit it, or delete it completely. But if any of that helps, glad to do so. You'll be surprised how many will say yes and how many will use a lot of what you said and it'll get up a lot faster. Whatever you do, don't bury the lead. Put the most important sentence first. It convinces people to continue to read. All right, 
enough on that topic of LinkedIn recommendations, but boy, are they powerful. I, I know I do my best to ask clients for those on a pretty regular basis because it's social proof, it's social capital, and more people want to know about it. And within that, let's imagine that you're on the receiving end of that request or that question. What do you do next? Nick Bayer, CEO of Saxby's in episode 121, has a recommendation for that as well. Under theme number three of personal and professional development. Here's Nick. All right, Laura. So let, let's do this. So I think that, you know, I think we have a huge communication problem within businesses, within organizations from human to human. You know, we, we live such digital lives now. We have so many Google Meets and Zoom calendars. We get so many emails, LinkedIn, all these different kinds of things that I think that like we have grown accustomed to being very slow at responding to people or just not responding at all. Mm. Like, I think we have this built-in card now, especially for those of us that have been like around a while. Like I've been doing this a long time. And so I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I'm the CEO of a business. I could take a long time to respond. People will just get it. I'm busy. Laura's busy. So-and-so is busy. I think it's incredibly disrespectful to do that. You know, and so one of the things that I committed myself to several years ago, and we've built foundational into our business is to be responsive. And so the, the challenge it aligns perfectly with the way that we teach that here at Saxby's is to respond to anything and everything within 24 hours. Not just, you know, because I think part of the challenge is like someone gets an email from their boss, they're going to respond to that really, really quickly. But what about the person that's two roles junior to where they are? They're inherently going to respond to that slower. And so the challenge that I have for people is to respond to everything within 24 hours mm -hmm. and not just people that are in your organizations, but the vendors that are trying to sell you something, the people that respond to you on LinkedIn. And this doesn't mean that you have to, in my encouragement, that you have to write long-winded emails back. In fact, I write so many emails every single day, typically on LinkedIn that are like, thank you so much. Use the person's name. People love hearing their name. The personalization of it matters, but I'm just not interested in that. I would say nine out of 10 people then respond to me being like, thank you so much for just responding to me. I feel like I've built up my influence by just being responsive to people. And you're going to get some meaty emails. You're going to get those emails that have 14 bullet points and I'm going to need answers on all these. I just ask that you respond to that saying, hey, Laura, I'm acknowledging your email. I'm going to put the right time to this and be responsive to it. But think to yourself right now, because I think about it to myself every day. How many things go unresponded to 24, 48 hours, seven days, two weeks later? Yes. It's disrespectful. And I think we've lowered our standard, our sort of human standard to one another. And I think our influence will go up when we're candid and authentic and responsive to people. 24 hours. That's right. Now, remember, he did specify it's not that you have to answer all 14 of the questions that somebody put in that particular email, but at least acknowledge receipt. And if necessary, tell them, I'll get back to you in a week or so when I have more time or whenever is necessary. But just don't let it hang where they're wondering, did she get it? Did I offend? How do I respond? Do I ping her again to bring it to the top of her inbox? Help me help you. 24 hours for the initial response. Don't let it linger. It's cathartic, let me tell you. Now, all of these different challenges that we've brought up so far are all great in concept. And they're great if you execute, but somehow, I don't know about you, but I often find that the best ideas and the best plans that I have can be really hard to put into action without a little external accountability. So with that, our final tip, our final challenge of the year, of the episode, come from Cindy Lewis, Chief Financial Officer of Coho Partners from episode 105. Here's Cindy. 
I'm going to totally hijack the 24 hour influence challenge because we've talked about this. So I'm going to encourage everybody out there to find an accountability partner and do what Cindy has just suggested, which is figure out what is something that you want to get better at. It doesn't have to be the examples that we've talked about Upspeak or Vocal Fry or anything like that. Whatever it is you want to improve on and come up with your signal with your partner who you want to hold you accountable for this stuff, what's going to be your word or your ear tug physical gesture? Or is it going to be a text message with a certain emoji that you're going to get later on? What's going to be your safe signal where they're going to give you the feedback that you've requested? So talk to somebody in the next 24 hours, come up with your signal to implement. Is that okay, Cindy, that I just totally stole your 24-hour influence challenge? No, I, I think that's great. I love that. I love the idea that we are all on a journey and trying to just get a little bit better every day. Just try and get a little bit better. Yes, and, and that's what it's about. Every day, just move the needle. I have to tell you, I love accountability partners. They just make my life so much easier. Yes, they're pushing me to do something that I may or may not want to actually do, or at least not in the moment of doing them, but they always help me feel better and be a better person, be a better professional, etc. So Cindy's suggestion helps us, interestingly enough, really to achieve all three of the themes of today's show. An accountability partner helps us to raise our conscious awareness of our own behaviors, of others' behaviors, of our own actions, thoughts, etc. An accountability partner helps us to forge deeper connections, relationships, or bonds with whoever that person is. And they help us to execute those personal and professional development goals that otherwise look great on paper and are always beautiful plans, but are utterly useless if we don't actually get them done. So with that, I encourage you to go back through this list. Hopefully you took some notes as you were going along. And if nothing else, just pick one. Pick one 24-hour influence challenge. Pick it and do it today. Pick whatever metaphor you like. Break the seal, pull the trigger, take that first step, or in the immortal words of Nike, just do it. Then when you have, send us an email or drop us a message at vocalimpactproductions.com and let us know which one did you pick? How many did you do? And most importantly, what response did you get? What did you learn from it? How do you feel as a result of it? What inspiration came from that one little step? We've got lots of exciting people lined up, lots of changes in store for the podcast starting in the next year. So by all means, please stay tuned. Here's to your success and a very happy, healthy, prosperous, and exciting new year. I'm Dr. Laura Sicola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sicola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. 
The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.